Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Welcome back to another great interview. I'm here at a super secret location. I had to sign an NDA and say I can not say where I am, but this is PTF headquarters. I got some really great guests making their third appearance as a full band here on Super Cool Radio. Please welcome Praise the Fallen. Nice to have you guys uh, back on. It's been about a year since our last interview. I know you guys have been working very hard. We got a lot of cool stuff to cover including a new member as well but before we get to all that i will introduce everybody real quick we got jamie on vocals and guitar andy on guitar randy on bass and kenny on drums and i'm going to start this uh interview off with a, a little bit of a new question i have for this season so obviously you guys got a little bit of extensive uh discography to the praise of fallen name if you had to show one song by Praise the Fallen to someone who has not listened to Praise the Fallen before, which one would you pick? I would say Changes. I would probably also say Changes. I too would say Changes. I'd probably say Emotions and Gear. Yep. It's a good it's my one. brother's favorite song. It was the first song I ever recorded with the band. It means a lot to me personally. Maybe that was a selfish answer. No, not at all. <laughs> no, I can't, nothing's a selfish answer here. But, uh, well, I, I really like Degenerate Types. That's my favorite song by you guys. Awesome. So, Thank you. Cause, uh, I, well, I like what Kenny said because it's, uh, it, it's very raw and very gritty in the last interview. It's very raw, it's very gritty, a little bit of a GNR feel to it as well. We thought that same thing <laughs> when we wrote Degenerate Types. You said that in the interview, so yeah. very good. All right, well, that was a quick question out of the way, but uh, that does move on to uh, a little bit more important uh, news. So Randy is the new member, the new bass player for Praise the Fallen. So Randy, how did uh, what led to you joining PTF? Well, I had previously been in another band, a cover band with Kenny. And uh, what was the name of that band? <laughs> Plain Strange. <laughs> um, what covers did you do? It ran the gamut from Beatles to. We had a wide sublime, um, just whatever we sent, we thought sounded cool to cover. We would do it. No strict genre to adhere to. Um, and when the previous bassist left praise the fallen, um, I think I was one of the first phone calls that Kenny made. Um, cause he felt like I'd be a good fit. And so far, everybody agrees so far, so far. Well, I'm glad so far everything is working out well, but what, um, what drew you, uh, other than uh, relationship to Kenny, what drew you to being a part of Praise the Fallen? Well, um, listening to the songs also, uh, some of the first songs that I had heard um, was Changes, Fallen, and Emotions in Gear, and hearing those songs right away, I, I knew that this was something that I would love to be a part of. They're, they're all great songs. Uh, I sincerely mean that. I listen to our own music often. That's good. Um, <laughs> just to listen to it, you know, because I think it's they're all, all the songs are really great. Um, so you know, 
just being a part of something that you believe in, it's, it's, it's easy to want it, you know, just like be, being a salesman, you know, it's easy to sell a product you believe in. So good songs. That's, that's what it's about. When we were, when we were looking and talking internally about, you know, uh, to, you know, to find a, a, a member to handle the low end, we, we auditioned a couple of really good players and met some cool people. You know, there's a, there's a lot of good musicians out there if you, if you're willing to look. Um, uh, but you gotta, there's a lot of things you look for. And, and Randy just kind of hit the ground running and he is a different, um, style of player. He's, he primarily has a pick in his hand. And that is a different sounding instrument versus playing it without a pick in your hand. And at least me personally, the style of our music, our influences, I dig the sound of that punchier, and I knew it would bring something. I knew it was like bringing another, you know, something to the mix. And, and I feel I'm very thankful that, it, that that Randy was interested and that it worked out. Anyway. No, that was very good. I, I, I appreciate it. And um, that was very, very nicely said as well. Randy's great. Would you like to add anything to that, Jamie? Randy's great. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And what I look for outside of just the music part is that we can hang out. Yeah. We're not uncomfortable <laughs> around him or anything like that, you know? We've had people where they've hung out and they're like, I don't know if it fits, fits with us personally, you know? That matters. So Randy's a good hang, too. All very nice qualities. Uh, but uh, overall, how has um, Randy kind of changed the dynamic uh, of the band? Just, just right off the bat, it's like every, every time we get together for rehearsal, Randy's like, hey, I got this new thing I was working on. You know what I mean? So there's a lot, a lot of contribution from like, hey, I was working on this. What do you guys think? You know, there's a big collaborative aspect to it. But also Randy is bringing ideas to the table, which develop into things or they have a place in another song or whatever. So that's awesome to have in addition to, you know, obviously having the chops to play. Oh, for sure. Uh, Randy, question for you. What was the first PTF song you learned fully? Probably Ask Me If I Care. That's funny. We haven't even played that one yet. Yeah, we haven't played that <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you learned it. <laughs> well, you guys are going to have to bust it out at some point then. Well, I don't know why we didn't we don't play it. It's a great song. I think we played it at uh, my first gig at Cheers. We yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. Okay, so you guys have covered that. That's good. That's good. Uh, but now, um, since we're doing a little bit of live show uh, talk here, I did want to talk about you guys have a really great show coming up on March 10th at the Hobart Art Theater, and you guys are opening for Tantric. So what can people expect from a 2023 version of Praise the Fallen Live? I can tell you right now, we're tighter. We're tighter, and we're tighter. Yeah, I hate to say it, but we're tighter with Randy. The band's sounding a lot tighter. The first time we did Keep Your Distance with Randy, it was, it was just tight, man, and that's what we needed. Exactly what we needed, and Randy's working on his vocals, too. We're going to be getting backup vocals going in the shows, too. But right now, we're focused on the music. We're writing new music. Um, we're uh, going back and rehabbing some old songs. We're getting ready to go in the studio and redo some stuff that we feel strongly about. Um, we always knew that we had some good songs that, with older players that I had that I always thought, okay, these songs, if they were redone, they might really explode PTF because the songs are strong, but the production wasn't up to, up to date, basically. So we decided we're going to go in the studio and redo that stuff. But as far as 
seen us uh, this time around. Oh, yeah, we're a lot tighter. A lot tighter. That's really all I can say, really. I think I'm going to add to that. I think one thing I've noticed is uh, we've shifted the focus of the band a little bit or the, the primary energy on songcraft and um, you know, recording and, you know, we just had someone here earlier today talking about the next couple of music videos, you know, kind of focusing some energy and effort and time on that and maybe a little bit less on, at least for the last couple of months, and it might be true for the next couple, two, three months as we finish up these other projects, less focus on, on shows. And we're trying to be a little smarter about um, only saying, only getting involved in those shows that we know are a good opportunity to showcase our band. And, you know, the Hobart Theater playing with Tantric is definitely one of them. So one of the results of that is when you play a little bit less, when we do finally get in front of people, we're coming with like a lot of pent up energy and vigor and yeah, yeah. And that's been, that's, that's been kind of a side benefit of that process, I think. Yeah. So the Hobart Theater has always been great to us. I love that venue. Um, Tantric is going to be a super fun band to play with. And, um, you know, as far as 2023 goes, I mean, we got a lot of, a lot of things planned a lot up our sleeves um we also got to show uh what is it right after saint patty's day march 18th at cheers so hometown show it'll be a party yeah they, they're doing a lot of expansion and renovations at cheers actually i think they're closed for renovations until march 16th and um yeah they are yeah i mean that's cheers shows are always fun for us because it's kind of our hometown venue and it's like a great place where like we're not like, oh, like we have to play this, 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 and this. Like we can goof around a little bit, test some new ideas, like test out some new material and stuff and kind of see how it goes and what it's like in a live setting. So it's a lot of fun to play there too. Yeah. Uh, every time I see you guys, cheers is always a fun time. I know, Randy, you like walking around the whole whole uh, bar on uh, <laughs> and all of that. It's so you never know. I never know where you're going to go. And maybe you don't know where you're going to go. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we've had we've had some crazy experiences at Cheers too. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, we'll keep, with we'll that, keep we can't here. really talk about we'll on keep record. the X-rated stuff off here. Maybe but, five years later, we could talk about it. All right, but um, no. Also, I, I want to say that as far as uh, the writing, though, Andy's doing some writing. We got Randy bringing stuff to the table. Um, you know, when when we first when Andy first joined us, I was doing a lot of the writing, and Andy was just doing what. I wanted him to do. Now Andy's writing, and we're all this band's functioning like a band should, and everybody's collaborating together, and that's what's going to make PTF even stronger. So yeah, even wrote a song because Kenny started playing that dance beat. Remember? Oh yeah, put that yeah. Together, he started playing that beat. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I got a song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we do. We have a dance song. I wrote a dance beat. What can you do with this? Yeah, it's called a really cool dance song. Yeah, that song is called Silver Tongue. That'll probably be in our next EP. What we want to do is bring out, like I said, this rehab CD. We might call it Overhaul. I don't know what we're going to call it. I like, I like Overhaul. Might, okay, we might call it that. I'm just a podcast. Because the, the songs did need an overhaul. You know, that's how I look at it. Um, but then we're, we're going to go right back in, and we're going to do another five brand new songs. You know? so. We just love writing and recording. 
We're focused on media presence and building that up. The numbers right now on Spotify are doing phenomenal. We couldn't believe we had, we had 1,100 monthly listeners on Spotify. And Changes was the song that was blowing us up. Um, it got us on some playlists and stuff like that. Bands should really focus on that as, as, as much as doing shows, too. The internet is a stage these days as well. It, it definitely is. And kind of what I've... I don't know if I've talked about this on record or anything, but like... I don't know if there's really any like considered like local music scene. There's like just with the internet, it's like everything's a music scene now. Definitely. I think bands should also focus on doing interviews and getting their music on other internet radio stations. And even if FM radio stations like, yeah, like what you're doing, it, it helps us, you know, it helps bands like us, you know, venues are, you know, struggling a little bit after the pandemic, you know, as far as, uh, taking a chance on an original band it's seemed to be easier to take a chance on a cover band because it's an instant audience you know and also a lot of tribute bands are coming out so f for a band like us it's like we're playing when we can but in between when we play when we can we're doing all this other stuff like the media presence working on new songs and that's what bands should be focusing on in my opinion no, i just wanted to say that no no for sure i mean there, there's um the internet is is extremely beneficial with everything obviously there, there's some pitfalls with that and there's you know all that but as a whole like the internet and media presence does very much uh matter because then you expand you know you're not just from the south bend area then you know obviously you're playing in hobart right. you guys played in michigan so it's all about expanding um the area you guys cover our goal is to be a regional band not just a local band you know and then possibly go from a regional to a midwest band you know as far as we can take it, I would like to see us get on some rock festivals and stuff. We were very close last year getting on Upheaval, so we didn't get on it this year. But I, uh, I think I, I already think of us as a regional band, Jamie. right? I mean, because I mean, most of the shows we play, we're driving several hours right. in some direction, and honestly, that's part of the adventure. Well, it's been a while. Yeah. We haven't played in Illinois. We haven't yeah. played in Wisconsin or Kentucky. Well, I'd we like also to haven't been pushed out hard either. Play yeah. those places. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've been sending. I've been sending venues emails. But, I'm going to be calling them next. <laughs> but uh, the lack of a ton of, of you know, decent sized, you know, showcases or venues for original music, um, especially the style that we play that has to have a big space in order to contain it. Frankly. Um, it makes you be, you have to be cool with, you know, driving a couple hours here or there. And, and it's always a blast. It's fun to play in a town I haven't been to before. Since we are talking about like uh, the venues and playing venues, um, I know obviously you guys really like the Hobart Art Theater as we've covered in the last few interviews. Um, what are some of your favorite places um, outside of South Bend to play? Um, Hobart's always always a blast. Hobart is probably my favorite venue to play at. Their their sound system's phenomenal. Their their crew, their like stagehands, their people, their staff, they're fantastic. You know, they don't it, they kind of treat you like, "Hey, look, you're the entertainment here. You know, you guys have a job to do. We're not we're going to make that as easy as possible for you to accomplish that job, right?" Um the Eclectic Room has also been great in Angola. Um cheers, you know. Cheers is our just our hometown hang, you know. That's a fun place to play. Well, um, the the Rockstar Lounge and yeah. Wayne was that's a fun place to play. Yeah, no, that was a cool place. Oh, that's it, not. It, I mean, it P already. 
Pierre's. Pierre, yeah, yeah, you know, Pierre's. Yeah, I was just in Kendallville, driving through Kendallville, Indiana, last night, and the place that we played there right before COVID, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That place isn't there anymore. We're all <laughs> yeah. Dude, what was that? What was the, the, the bar that we played at in Warsaw with the split stage? Yeah. Oh, that was, dude, that was fun. That was a fun place. Rex's Rendezvous. Fun. Yeah. It's well, like, and, and sometimes yeah. the funner, the funnest venue isn't necessarily the biggest no. either because that Duffy's place I, out in Yeah, Duffy, dude, right it's now, like, it's a lot of, a good time. the bigger venues are super fun and it's like awesome because like, you know, you plug your your stuff in and it's loud and, and the stage but it's like kind of fun playing in some of the smaller venues it's a little bit more rowdy and you can kind of like yeah you're like yeah, kind of yeah. do whatever you know not do whatever i want but like you can you know there's, explore the space yeah. You, yeah. there's more leeway brower house is another place that we want to play oh lombard yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Lombard, so brower house get at us the vixen um in Janesville, Wisconsin, the back bar. I want to get in there. I'd like to get in the Forge in Joliet. Um, yeah. Uh, I've been talking to a guy that owns Livewire in Chicago in the city, right downtown yep. on Milwaukee Avenue. He's trying to find us a spot um, there. So there are places that you're going to be seeing us. Trust me, they're coming. <laughs> Good. Go on. But you got to be relentless. Because they forget you because they're getting bombarded with emails, I'm sure. All these venues are. So you got to keep your name fresh in their heads. So. Oh, definitely. I know since, obviously, so many have closed down. As you talk about, like, Rockstar Lounge. I really enjoyed that, that place. place. Was awesome. Yeah. It was. It was so cool. Um, Shout out to Alan, Alan Helms. He was doing the, he yep. was giving the band's VIP treatment and everything. Green Room. Hooking us up the way bands used to be treated, yeah. you know. Bands do a lot of the work. They do a lot of the work these days, the promoting and getting the people to come. And, you know, venues need to step it up and also help with the bands and work as a team to build that show and don't just rely on the band. And I think there would be a bigger audience. Yeah, it's, it's definitely awesome when you go to a venue and like even if you're not the headliner or like the main actor, the national band or whatever, you know, it's at some level like you're still there to provide a service so that the reciprocation of that it's like really it goes a long way i do want to give a shout out to steve that own, the own, owner of cheers he's yeah. rehabbing cheers but not just that genius he's actually promoting the bands on a billboard right there by the 933 toll road Notre dame exit right yep, there i saw that one yeah that is awesome that's the way venues should be promoting bands and not just relying on facebook let the city know no. hey we are here. It's so funny when, when I see people are th that have never seen us before. They come, where are you from? Right here in your backyard. They're like, you guys are from South Bend? Yeah. They don't even know it. There's so many people that aren't even on the internet that stuff like Steve's doing, like with the billboard, that gets people that aren't on the internet to come see our band like us. Well, yeah, and like, just like with the, the billboard, you know, the, the physical copies, like the show flyers, you know, back when... You know, people used to do that. You know, Billboard is just a, a more updated version of that. Yes, I'll be hanging some posters up Kenny gave me, too. We have to go old school, too, because like I said, you can't just rely on event pages and Facebook. You're going to have to, you got to get out there and pound the pavement, man. You know, with Facebook in particular, you know, I remember when you never met somebody that wasn't on Facebook. And... I now, you know, you most of the people I meet either aren't or they were, but a couple of years ago they stopped. 
you know, so that that is a lot of people you're not going to reach unless you find other ways to to spread the word. Social media it has a lot of benefits, uh, but there, there's you know even just the environment on there uh, is not super conducive. Sometimes, uh, as we know, like some pages, like you don't even see. Even if you like the page, you don't even get to see it. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, or or just you know the toxic people on there for you know drive hmm. people away as well. I uh, won't go in. Oh, that, that's yeah, a whole other topic. Whole <laughs> what did we do before social media? We went out and we pounded the pavement. We made. I remember going to Kinko's and making my own flyers, cutting out magazine pictures and making my own flyers for my band shows. Literally putting pieces of flyers together and printing them off and putting them on people's cars and stuff. Hmm. It's going to come back to that. That's littering. Because Facebook ain't going to work no more for bands. So bands, you need to get out there and bust your ass and pound the pavement. Pound get it. out there and do it, man. Pound it. If you get a t-shirt, Cannon. It's going to come back to that. It is. And just, yeah, just stand on the side of the road and shoot our t-shirts through people's windows. <laughs> that, that, that might, that, that might, that might, uh, the police uh, might frown yeah, upon yeah, that. Yeah, uh, but the last point. thing I want to, uh, on this topic, and I, I, want, I do want to move on, um, it is starting to come back to that. It's like, I know, I had someone ask me, like, why don't do I, why aren't you just focusing completely on my online presence? Like, well, I am for part of it. But also the part is people have to meet me in person. Yeah, I have to go to shows. I have to talk to people. I have to meet people. And that's also how you grow. You can't just rely completely online. Phys physical media. Yes. Like, it, it's nice to meet and see another person. It's nice to actually engage with someone you yeah. see online. Yeah. You're like, oh, I see your show, but now it's actually nice to actually get to meet you. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's also why my hats and shirts, by the way, you can buy those too as well. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's all of that as well. Did want to wrap up just one more thing I want to talk about for the live show aspect. Then we'll move on to the EP, even though you guys have already dropped some hints about that. Uh, for all of you guys, what is your favorite song to perform live? Ooh. Um, so, like, I, I really, I like. Keep Your Distance is a hard song to play live, but I love playing it live for one reason. Like Jamie puts the guitar down and gets to really interact with the crowd and kind of explore the space and like really be a dedicated frontman and singer. I like it because it's heavy as shit. Uh, Jamie gets very intense during that song. Yeah, like yeah. no lie, he is intense. I, yeah, like yeah, but uh, it's an intense song. Um, that one's fun because it's heavy as shit, but like also changes. You know, um, scream. I like heartache. It's fun. Too. Like some of the simple ones, like some of the the ones that are a little bit more simple, are a lot of fun. Yeah, because you can. I don't have to focus so much on playing and what I'm doing, and more of like what is the space doing and the crowd and what's the interaction like. So probably those. I don't know. Like we've had certain situations, like when we played at Headwaters Park, when we played the Puddle of Mud show, we got a big, big reaction with Scream. You know, Scream's a good one, but Changes too. Changes is one of my favorites. I'm really, really proud of that song, especially since just within the last couple months, it's got 5,000 plays just out of the blue. You know, um, I, we've always had a good feeling about that song, um, even though Kenny didn't play drums on it and Andy didn't. The version that's out now, we're going to be redoing it and we're going to be making it better. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like playing all our songs, but. I guess Scream Changes and Heartache are some of my favorite. Yeah, anything that makes people move, we like it too. We feed off them. We feed off them, you know what I mean? If it makes them move, it makes us happy, and I guess that's my explanation for that, really. I like playing, we like playing all of our songs, really, but the ones that really make people move and interact with us, I would say, 
I would say Scream is one of our biggest ones. Uh, well, I haven't played a lot of shows with the guys yet, but um, we always open with Emotions and Gear, and that's a kick-ass song. And really, I'm looking forward to playing some of the songs, established songs that we haven't played live with me, like Keep Your Distance, and then some of the new songs that we're writing right now that I think the crowd's really going to enjoy. Yeah, we got some new shit. I don't really have a favorite. There's a lot of songs, even songs that existed before I was in the band that that we play. You know, the the songs we're re-recording now that that Jamie keeps saying we're going to make them better. What he's referring to is the previous recorded versions, right? Because all we're really recording now is the way we've been playing them on stage for the last four years, right? So we already kind of did that, and we've had enough people giving us that feedback, like, hey. Why does that song sound so different? You know, oh, well, that's because of this and that. And so that's kind of why we're, it's almost like a housekeeping thing. But anyway, I don't really have, there's so many songs that have a lot of drums and a lot of cool parts where I definitely set the tone and things like that. that it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I don't think I have one for playing live. That was a very well-worded answer. That was very good. But it also shows just um, how strong the PTF discography is. You know that yeah. it, there's, you know, there, you don't, you guys haven't put out any like, oh, that's just okay songs, you know. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, there, there's songs that uh, are they're, they're all very good. They're very uh, diverse as well. Sometimes you add a little bit more softer side. Some of you like uh, keep your distance, very uh, metal sounding. So I think that that helps as well. It's not just the same cookie cutter song every time. But with with the live show aspect, I, I did this kind of leads into the uh, we're talking about the EP, which you guys have already kind of talked about at least for the first one overhaul rehab whatever you want to call it uh how'd you come up with like the five songs that you will be re-recording what um how is the process for picking those and what's kind of what are you looking to update with that and and actually sorry last last thing to go on top of that what do you like what are you looking to update with that and um how has like you know since it's been so many years how has that kind of changed the song as well how, how did we pick them yes what are what are the no what are the i want you to i want you to hold it for me <laughs> yeah, <you should> <laughs> yeah. hold it for me yeah so the questions were what how do so how do we how pick them yes how did you determine, what are we going to update yeah what are you updating and um how is like kind of the chunk the songs changed from when they were first recorded yeah. up until present day so I'm sorry that is a very loaded question i'm no, sorry no. i think i mean I, I could probably speak for the whole band here i mean how did we pick them was Crowd reactions. crowd reactions and the songs that we felt were the strongest kind of both based on crowd reactions and i mean and a component of like how which songs we liked the most you know the the next question was what are we planning to update so yes. that's like everything really uh production in terms of the sounds of the instruments like kind of at that engineering level also sort of the the dynamics i mean we have three different players 75% of this band is is new so they play differently and we want to incorporate that with sort of an updated version of our strongest songs in 2016 when i first started i i wasn't uh, the guitar player that i am now yeah and so, i think i think it's helped that i have my own studio at home and yeah. i can hone in my own skills and make these songs better for and sure. i have i mean like with blame i came up with some ideas that we just were trying before you got here yeah and um, if I didn't have that at home and wasn't working on the songs more than I did before, you know, You're I don't practicing know. Like all be the time. Before, yeah, I'm playing all the time. Yeah. Whereas before, I would get together when we had rehearsal and I would just keep it simple because I had to sing. Yeah. But now I'm getting comfortable 
to where I can do a little more, more melodies, a little more yeah. intricate and melody stuff that I didn't do before, and that, and that's coming back, going back through the li- the library material, and going, okay, you know, I came up with this for this, you know, and that's kind of how it started. It's like, man, what if we eventually just read it all of them? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, knows a big you know a big thing too and this is not a knock on any of the previous members but you know there are certain kind of things that don't quite uh they're not they're not they're not the way that we would like them to be and they're not a good reflection of how the band is now right so that's that's you know from you know the way the drums are guitar fills you know guitar leads whatever you know bass lines all that we just we want to update it and give people songs were with them yeah you know what i mean and this is all new guys but we're still playing those songs also you know we we, they also you know they're a part of these songs for sure they should have their names on on those songs yeah this is not to discredit or erase anything that anybody in the band has ever done before this has been the lineup for what four or five years now you know we randy's new but we don't see randy going anywhere was there another part of that question uh, how's the songs kind of changed oh geez (laughs) well the first thing is we probably play them all faster um (laughs) which well that's probably my comes with caffeine and andy (laughs) yeah but um no so I mean, from my standpoint as a guitar player, uh, the leads are different. I play, there are a couple of the solos from, I don't know, the previous like 20 songs before I joined the band that I, right. that I play the way they are. I, I really like them. I don't see a reason right. to change them. Um, most of the other ones, I play the guitar solos and leads more my style. Um, you know, right. from a drumming standpoint, I'll let Kenny speak here, but they're more thunderous, uh, you know, drums. You can talk about what you want to change with those, Kenny. Well, my favorite drummer of all time is Ringo Starr because he plays the song and i don't you know so my focus at all you know working on especially those songs that i hold with such high reverence and i have such respect for for where they came from you know i want to do what the song want, demands no more no less so if i had to sum it up in one in like a succinct description i would say the comparison between the two or the difference between the two that even the non-trained ear will hear is a, a lot more straightforward, a lot more direct. Um, as a speaking in drummer language, you know exactly what my intentions are when you hear the first couple of measures of each of the songs. i got something to say. I was just thinking about this. Um, you know, different, different bands use different producers. Right, you got Andy Wallace. You know he's works with Lincoln Park or whatever. And you got Brendan O'Brien, who's worked with Stone Temple Pilots. People don't know, but a lot of it producers give a band its sound. You know, and when I when I wrote some of these songs in 2016, like we're redoing Blame, um, that's one of them off the 2016 album. We did making it known in 2017. We we used a different producer. Basically, you know we. I, I had a different vision for these songs is more when I heard like just an example I would like the production of Breaking Benjamin or Three Days Grace or something like that and I was like how can I get that production with our band well you have to find a producer that can give you that and I just want to give a shout out to Brandon from Autumn Academy I think he's right up there with modern production and I think that I think that is what PTF needed on some of these songs different producers can produce a band you know if you have somebody who was a producer through the years in the 90s to early 2000s you're going to have that sound 
You have somebody who's out now, you're going to have that sound. You know what I mean? And I think that's what PTF needs. We are this band now. We need that sound now. We don't want to sound like an 80s band or a 90s band. We want to sound like Praise the Fallen 2023. That's a very good way of wording it. And uh, Brandon's an awesome dude. Uh, I've, I've interviewed him with Autumn Academy, really great band. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's working extremely hard uh, you know, as a producer. He is incredible. Oh, I want to give a shout out to Wayne Russell. He, that's also this last EP. If you people have not checked out the Degenerate Types EP, uh, several, pro- several promoters, several people in the industry have heard it and they said, wow. PTF really stepped up their production from their last CP to this. I personally have heard promoters tell me this. They're like, wow, have you heard the Degenerate Type CP? It's completely different. And that is the production. It's the same musicians. We all played on Emotions and Gear. Randy didn't, but we, we are the same people. But you have a producer that gives you that sound, that fresh sound. Wayne did that for us. And once we saw that, we're like, Oh, wow. We got to keep this going, you know. Wayne, ex- extremely, uh, he's a really great producer, very knowledgeable, too. He's ve- very cool. Uh, obviously, he's part of a really another great band. I, I'm not sure exactly. Can, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, but no, he's in, yeah, he's part of Vostel, who I with him. Yeah. He's in. He does have two other bands. Yeah, see? Radioactive Avalon and. Uh, Oh, I can't remember. We always talking about it too. It, it's like an um, acoustic thing, uh, oh, yeah. country style. Okay. He always talks about it too. I forgot. But, but um, no, he, he's very diverse, very creative with everything. Obviously, I've been, we've interviewed him part, as part of Bostel, like probably what six months ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, really cool dude. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to because I honestly I, I very much enjoy the Degenerate Type CP uh, because it is. It it sounds very full, like you know you can hear everything. Yes. that sounds it, it it's got more teeth to it. I would think it got more of a bite to it. It's that modern production, that thickness that you hear now. Yes, you know. So that's why I'm definitely. I you can really see you guys evolving, especially very quickly too, like um, with your sound and uh, how you're producing it, uh, the shows you're performing, all of that, and you're writing, um, you know, uh, more music faster uh, and releasing more of it. Oh, so, yeah. so I'm definitely looking forward to. The, I know you were talking about you have two EPs possibly that you're at least recording this year, uh, and you know, whenever you guys get to releasing those, there's going to well. be some shredding going on too with Andy, and I, I, I miss just being a front man. So I'm okay with Andy writing some stuff, and I'm just going to sing too. So once we get some songs structured, I'm just going to write some lyrics and sing to that, and step off guitar for a little bit too. Well, very, I'm definitely looking forward uh, to all of the, you guys got a lot of cool things going on with the music and uh, obviously with uh, everything else, but definitely look forward to hearing uh, new music plus the uh, rehabbed uh, songs as well, uh, you know, to see. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how they are, but I definitely, definitely looking forward to all of that. So I do have a, a fun question. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about the EP? Okay. Randy, what do you got to say, man? You're all quiet over there. I, well, no, not really. Um, the, I, I can only bring my own flavor to the, these songs that are established. I have a lot of respect for the previous bass player. I think he was very talented. Um, so the, the only thing I'm changing is adding my sound, which is a little bit different, and it, it'll be me. And I'll be glad to put my stamp on that product. Very well said. Uh, you guys are very, very well worded with everything. 
But I, I do got a fun question, and then we're, we're going to be wrapping up this interview soon. Uh, what, what has been the favorite concert you've performed at and your favorite concert you've attended? Favorite concert I've attended? Um, me, me and my now fiance went to an EDM concert for New Year's. It was a lot of fun. Bass Nectar. Yeah. Bass Nectar. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, I saw Lamb of God at Red Rocks, and that was kind of a bucket list item for me. Um, favorite concert we've played? Jeez. You know, Rock on the River, the, you know, when we played Headwaters with Park. Headwaters Park, yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun. I mean, maybe the, the one that we did, John Five. Yeah. yeah, even though that, that was my first, show, first show, that was my yeah. first show with the band. Second show, Second show with the band, yeah, because the first one was Zars. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was just awesome, and I was so unprepared and not ready, and improvising solos and probably playing out of key. But uh, it was just kick ass. Plus, like, I got to hang out with John Five. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, that was that was very memorable for me. Yeah, the the new guitarist uh, for um, Motley Crue. Right. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We're, we're not. We're, we won't get into that either. John Five is cool, but he's really lucky all these years that John Six hasn't come out. Four know? seven, right? You just four, wait. Four, where's John Four? That's the thing; they never tell you that. Uh, and lucky, um, there's no John Five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite show of all time that I've attended was probably was definitely uh, Alice and James. No, a few years ago when I took my dad to see Rush on his birthday. Oh, oh wow! You know. And and you know, given that we've since then lost Neil, I couldn't be more thankful that I got to see Rush and I got to see a Neil Pure drum solo in person. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It, um, there and there were a couple other firsts that night that I'm not going to repeat in public. You know, yeah, right. uh, between me and my old man and stuff, and and we got to hang out together as as grown men. You know, you know what I mean, like with your yeah. dad. Yeah, and it was it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. That so that definitely has to be my favorite show that I've ever attended. Performance wise, um, uh, probably uh, the first summer I was in the band in uh, Evanston, Illinois, at Custer Fair. That was fun playing on the street at Custer Fair. That was fun. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I just really enjoyed that trip. I enjoyed the people we got to meet. A lot of people. It was a lot of fun. For Praise of Fallen, I, 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 it was pretty awesome. The Puddle of Mud show was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know what was funny about that show is I had just, just got over pneumonia. Just got over pneumonia. And we pulled that show out our ass, my God. But the, res- the response we got from that crowd, we, we owned that place that night. Yeah. We did. Uh, that was a phenomenal show. Concerts I uh, I've been at. I probably probably my most memorable one would probably be open air when I went to open air and I saw all those bands. Um, what year? I got to see Ozzy, man. Oh, what year? What the year? Rob Zombie, Kiss, Ozzy, Lamb of God. Um, Hmm? Hell yeah! It sounds like it. No, I, no. Was it earlier? Mm-mm. I think it was 2017. Oh, oh, later. Okay. Ozzy was a headliner. I got to see Ozzy Osbourne. He was fucking amazing. 
Zach Wilde was amazing. I ran into him in Roswell, New Mexico, outside the Alien. Ozzy Osbourne? Yes. What? Yeah, in Roswell. That's yeah. crazy, yeah. dude. I was in yeah, I was in Roswell, New Mexico, and like I heard we, about that. Yeah, venue. Me, me and my yeah. buddy. It wasn't at a venue. It, like he was outside the like Alien Fanatics like place. Was he peeing like, on something? No, and I was walking across <laughs> the street, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I thought it was Osborne." I was like, "Ozzy!" He was like, Ugh. "You didn't get his autograph?" I didn't bother him. There were a bunch of people around him. <sighs> I I bet. Heads off, alien. No. no. I tell you what, man. Yeah, that, I think that was 2017. But yeah, I I got to see Kiss. I was more impressed with Ozzy. Uh, Stone Sour was on it. Slayer was on it. Uh, man, yeah, Steel Panther. They were awesome. Uh, but I got to see all those bands, Megadeth, Rob Zombie, um, all those bands were on that open air show. It was amazing. That was probably, that, I would say that was my best concert I went to because I got to see all those bands, you know. Uh, favorite concerts, you know, just like these guys, I've been to 100 shows at least. Um, my answers would probably be more surprising, probably somebody like Tom Petty or Depeche Mode. Um, but I've seen Slayer and Megadeth and all those bands, too, and they're all amazing. I mean, everybody yeah. gives you something a little bit different. Um, as far as favorite shows played, uh, my first show with these guys at Cheers, we rocked the house. We played with some other very excellent bands, and everybody kind of brought – we all brought it. Every single band brought it. And, what show was that? Um, that was uh, Cheers in October. Was that played with – Ossabox? Yeah. That was with uh, Superbike. Oh, okay. That was, that was at the first Michigan Division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was there, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was with Alcibox yeah. and Superbox. Okay. Uh, with a previous band called Black Dog, when I lived in Dallas, Texas, we played at Texas Motor Speedway. Uh, so that was a pretty big show for us there. Um, and that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> I, I, like I like it. I like it. All really great answers, some very, very cool concerts, and obviously really great performances as well. Mission Invasion, that was a really cool show. It was awesome. Uh, glad I was be I was a, a part of it uh, as well. So it was all it was really great uh, seeing all of you guys. So can't believe that was like six months ago already too. <laughs> uh, but as I'm wrapping up this interview, so obviously you guys got a, a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up for this year. Obviously you got a lot of new music that you guys are working on. Music we will show videos. you. Stick around. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, the music videos. And um, a lot of great things, plus great shows as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys have for the rest of this year because it's barely into 2023. And uh, you better you better keep an eye on Praise the Fallen as well. Links for everything Praise the Fallen related will be in the description of this podcast as well. But it is always a great time hanging out with you guys. Awesome. We love you, Matt. Yeah, thank you. Of course, of course. And of course, for Praise the Fallen of Jamie, Andy, Randy and Kenny. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.